Welcome to Feels Like Weezer. We're discussing the uh, all the songs in chronological order by Weezer. Uh, and I am Eric Nash of uh, Watchmen Minute. And I'm Zach Frecking-Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at The Informal Log. Hey, Zach, how you doing? Living the dream. Every day is yeah. vacation. You know how it is. <laughs> What about you? You uh, you do anything yeah. exciting recently? Uh, I was I was tinking around in the garage. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See, you're you're good at these segues. Wow. <laughs> I've got Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got twelve sided die. And that is the song, the name of the song that we are covering uh, this episode, number eight here, um, eighth track of the Blue Album. And uh, Zach, uh, what uh, what initial thoughts you have about this song? Um, you know, this is this is kind of the song that solidified Weezer as kind of that nerd rock. Uh-huh. Um, and so, as a young nerd. Uh, this this song was really like the you know because around the time that I listened to the Blue Album the first time was when I really got into like Dungeons and Dragons and all that and I'm like what these guys get me and I was a big Kiss fan actually so uh, we, I I had this computer game called Psycho Circus uh, which I don't know if anybody remembers that but yeah that was uh, you know coming and going around and you'd play as each of the Kiss characters it was oh, wow. stupid but I loved it so. But the, the, yeah, the closest I, thing to that for me is a computer game that was uh, of, of for uh, Monty Python. They released what? a computer game back in the uh, mid mid late nineties, I believe. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't was, know that. One, one of the, there was a bunch of little little odd non non really no, no games of importance, nothing real critical to do. It was just all these little time wasters, essentially. Mm. But one was Spot the Looney. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I uh, general I mean, craziness. Monty Python is great, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I they are actually in the Black Album, either the Black Album okay. or Pacific Daydream. They talk about Monty Python, oh. um, so it all connects. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, well, that is another typical geeky thing that I've definitely been. Uh, Right. Been uh, kind of accused of it a couple points, you know. What? You're a geek? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely surprised about that. Well, yeah, and that's that's the thing with the other thing you're the other the, the stuff in this song that you were mentioning. I I most of it I really wasn't into. I've never hardly essentially never been into. I've never been into Kiss. I mean, I only I'm only aware of their radio songs. Mhm. And um uh, D&D, I mean, I certainly play other games, video games and other tabletop games, especially lately. I mean, it's been going nuts um, for, for uh, me and my area in, in, in Dayton, Ohio, and my social circle. What have you been playing? But, I gotta well, know. well, the biggest the biggest one is uh, Ticket to Ride. Ah, oh, Ticket to Ride's so yeah. good. 
Now, over the past few years, there's been one. It's just a very simple dice game that's called uh, Farkle. Also, oh, also known as Greed. You know that? Yeah. So, and then, yeah, then, the, then the most, very most recent is Flux. That I've found. Mm, I've found yeah, I haven't about. played Flux, but I've seen it around. But um, yeah, so uh, what do you think of the song, though? Just in general, I know you. Didn't, well, yeah, I mean, you know, just in general, I, you know, I, I am, I have really grown to like it a lot. I. That's 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 one big thing that uh, you know, the song as I listened to it in, in in my initial days of just listening to the blue album and and I, you know I kind of got this feeling okay it's this it seems kind of like some geeky things that he's talking about here I understood the, some of the lyrics with the Dungeon Master's Guide and Twelve Sided Die I understood that stuff a little bit I think uh, I, I I actually didn't know I didn't understand in the in, in some of the initial listens of uh, uh, of Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler, even I wasn't an expert really? guy. I, I am oh, so that okay. so that is the one thing though that is is the comics. But I'm a more of a DC guy. I'm not even that much of a Marvel person at all, and X Men as well. I mean, I only I'm only aware of X Men from the movies. Really, I've, I've barely yeah. read any, and, and more lately, maybe a little more lately, but but back then especially. Um, and so I actually even thought he was saying. Kitty, with D's, Kitty mm. Pride, and Nightcrawler. Oh. I think I eventually realized, okay, when when the movie started coming out, Nightcrawler was in those. You know, I was like, yeah, oh, okay, and he, he was kind of a pretty noticeable character in them to me. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> one bit, of the leads, but, you know, but yeah. well, and yeah, that I, I I just kind of thinking about that, kind of playing it through. Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler, like going with your friends and digging up Nightcrawlers. Yeah, that's yeah, like, that's the really only Nightcrawler I was. I of. never played outside, so mm-hmm. okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Look, I, 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 I heard of those Nightcrawlers. I don't. I hadn't actually done, you know, yeah, done done any digging or uh, if anything, right. just just from just from uh, fishing a little bit when I was when I was pretty young with my grandparents. Yeah, and well, and that's not actually not actually that's not using your Nightcrawlers, but hearing about them. So this is more of a fishing song for you, a sea shanty. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was a little compu- confused by some of these things, except for, of course, I certainly understood what Kiss was and 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 the couple names that they that he mentions. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so so it's only more and more recently that uh, even though I'm still not a D and D guy and I still not still not a Kiss guy, I've, I've certainly learned a lot more about those things. Yeah, later years. Yeah, uh, I mean the opening to this song, the harmonica. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's so good. Like it, it just it feels very you know garage band, um, you know hanging out with your buds on the front stoop mm-hmm. playing a playing a harmonica, you know, um, and then it comes in with that that great riff, you know. It's it's a great it's a good song. I mean I don't have a whole lot to say um, about it lyrically or anything like that. Um, you know, except for he just kind. Of, it, it's a song really about being yourself. It's a, extremely personal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, it's definitely the most personal on the on the blue album, and you know, the one line that really sticks out to me is the, um, I write these stupid songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love everyone. Um. So it's kind of like you feel you feel that shame of being you know in a cover band or you know kind of, that's kind of what it feels you know mm-hmm. you've got that shame of being in you know something that your friends are kind of making fun of you for but in private you absolutely love it um you know and that kind of applies to all facets of nerdiness i think especially in this 
well, this age group, you'd think probably early 20s, I think they were when they did this, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. if I'm right. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that we can all really relate to in some way or another. Yeah, and so you were mentioning the, the and I love everyone in the very next line, waiting there for me. I think for a while I also thought that was a continuation of the stupid words that he's writing. <laughs> but yeah. I think I, I, I realized over the years, you know, oh, he's saying that him writing some lyrics and, and, a, and a lyric like that, it, you know, doing that and uh, is, is waiting there for him in the garage, you know, mm-hmm. for him to do, for him to to attend to. Yeah. Um, well, and, and this song was written shortly after signing on with Geffen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was reading on the, on the, on Weezerpedia, uh, because I mean, that's almost as good as Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> the, that they kind of see it as kind of the antithesis to our next song holiday, where, you know, this is more, you're, you have that anxiety, that, that worry about putting your music, your stuff out. Um, and you know having people hear about hear it and everything and mm-hmm. then you know um i think uh i disagree with that personally i think that holiday is more about uh, we'll get to that but i think it's kind of the opposite i think this is more about joy and you know excitement um um but. so one other thing again back to kiss a little bit though um for that you know i kind of question you know, and I had to look up the second person. I, I certainly, you know, I could come up with Gene Simmons. I had to look up, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I, I've certainly heard of him before, Paul Stanley. But but not referencing either of them in these lyrics. You know, saying "kiss" and then but then saying um, "he's freely" and Peter Chris. And and the big reason to state Chris, at least to me, is because it rhymes with "kiss." You're right. It's yeah, that's kind of okay. Part. We got to end this with uh, Peter Chris. But um, but. What I what I saw looking at Kiss's Wikipedia article is that uh, these two that he mentions were out of the band at the time of this writing of the song. Huh? Gene and and Paul were in it, and he doesn't mention them. He says Kiss, so he is kind of mentioning them because at that point they are Kiss. But then he mentions the other two that were at that time huh. not in the band. So they, when it they goes, were shortly it, after in '96, they come back in. Apparently, oh my at god! Least, at least one of them. What, what song were we talking about really about commercialism? Uh, was it Surf Wax? Surf Wax America. We were talking about how everything's commercialized. Yes. Oh. Because they were yeah. talking about rat. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now he's talking about this. He's he's staying true to himself because he likes Kiss with Ace Freely and Peter Chris, as opposed yeah. mm-hmm. to. You know this this false these false uh, false right, idols yeah. these knights in Satan's service because uh, <laughs> that was a kiss acronym. Um, oh, yeah. I okay, so I think that this whole album is actually about um, how being a capitalist is a bad thing. Um, we're gonna have to expand on that. We're gonna cut all the episodes that we had before. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Start over. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, we just we the little peek behind the curtain. We just released episode zero, <laughs> and episode one. Yeah, well, out here shortly, and uh, those are fine. So, so I don't have to edit <laughs> episode five now. <laughs> let's let's pause a little bit. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, 
the 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 music in this, um, especially right at the end, the the harm the harmonies and the final chorus, mm-hmm. um, it's very like atonal, um, and you know you, you kind of see that mirrored also in Holiday as well um, in their final little bit too. Um, but I, I really like that. I think that it's uh, you know it's just, it's just a cool musical bit. Well, well, the way he, the, the way he does his vocals, he sings his his, his own lyrics. That's for sure. You know, um, throughout most of the song is is pretty is pretty low key. It's this, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just stating these some simple facts. You know, um, he he doesn't he's not getting too excited about most of it. I mean, every now and then I think he maybe he gets a little more. You know, when when he's exactly mentioning Kiss or. Um, at the end of each, you know, for for the for the noun that he's putting in at the end of most of these some, or some of these lines, but yeah, it, definitely at the very you know th- throughout the last uh, chorus and then outro, you know, he's he's uh, you know he's definitely getting getting a lot more emotive and, and when he's talking about you know feeling safe, you know, yeah, you know, I, f- I feel safe. No one laughs about my way, you know, ways. He really hits mm-hmm. those those two words and those two lines in the outro. I think it has a lot to do with because this song is about mostly the it's reminiscent of the Amherst Garage um, where they did most of their practicing and um, songwriting and everything so I think that that is definitely uh, you know especially the where I feel safe and that kind of stuff nobody laughs about me Um, you know just him and his bandmates um, the last biggest so. thing is is this, just the sym- symmetry that's going on a bit. It's pretty close to symmetrical the way it starts and ends. You know, with, as you already mentioned, harmonica and, and, and the acoustic guitar is there. Um, and then when his vocals start, it, it gets pretty. Uh, the distorted electric guitar gets in there too. Um, but then the way it ends, you, you really don't hear. I don't think any of that acoustic guitar anymore. But you are hearing the the distorted electric guitar and the harmonica playing, you know, fairly, fairly in unison, the, the melody of the song, I believe mm-hmm. to end it. Yeah. That's all I've really got for it. So, yeah. um, I'm sorry. I, I have... I'm dying to know who covered this song. Yeah. So, so this and the next one, definitely they both have a uh, rockabye baby as one of their, <laughs> one of their covers, right. but this one has a band called oxygen star. Oxygen might, Star. Might you be familiar? No, but mm-hmm. I like the name. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's not one I'd heard of. I don't think I've heard of before, but uh, yeah, it's like. But is that is that there. it? Is that the only one? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. I don't. I really didn't find anything else uh, for for a song. That I think is. I think it's it's pretty well known. It's uh, maybe it's maybe it's too personal. Maybe other artists and bands, most <laughs> besides this oxygen star, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, you know, under, understand it's it's just so personal to Rivers and uh, and the state of their band when they were, like you said, uh, you know, just just after getting signed and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it's pretty amazing they didn't. More bands didn't cover, but um, it doesn't seem that way. I mean, if anyone else, if anyone's more aware. And that's not accounting for, that, that's for released covers, not not accounting right. for yes live ones. Because I actually did come across a on on YouTube, uh, um, you know, video of a, of a of a small band, like almost like in a mall maybe or some kind of retail, I think, 
doing a, doing a cover with with the harmonica too. Oh, because I, I know there was. I, I think I swear there was another cover band. I have no idea where they were playing. I just that that one just stuck out to me. Um, mm-hmm. Where they where the, another band didn't didn't use a harmonica. To, so that that band didn't play in the mall from Ratitude. <laughs> yeah. The greatest song, the greatest Weezer well, song they could, ever written. They could have gone on for the next song, but that was... That is true. <laughs> I mean, it's the only 12 out of 10 in their whole discography oh, wow. in the mall. Actually, Ratitude, just in general, is top-notch uh, music making. You know, it's so great. Um, I also get a paycheck every time that I say that Ratitude's <laughs> good, so um, that's my side deal. Oh, and, and you know what? Actually, uh, yeah, um... Uh, you know what the uh, the the this Oxygen Star that is a chip tune band. Oh, so you know it doesn't surprise yeah. me that a lot of chip tune bands cover Weezer okay. songs. It yeah. just feels and especially like... in, especially this song. This would be the one song for a chip chip tune band to cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of right up their alley. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, Zach, um, what uh, what do you uh, rate this song um, on our, our one two? scale okay uh i think i'm gonna give it an 8.5 mm-hmm. i i like it uh i think it's i think it's a good song um it's not my favorite on the album obviously but um i relate really well to it i think it's just it's it's just an all-around solid tune um it's and the reason it's even though i'm saying it's all around solid and still giving it an 8.5 uh-huh. is because there's so much more later that is just trash so we're not giving out a whole lot of like anything lower than five um <laughs> these first couple of so- cds but after that it gets it gets really dicey so uh-huh. and what about you what uh what do you give it I think I'm going to be going just a .5 underneath you, under under, so an eight. Okay. Clear. Yeah, I was like, wait, you're giving it a .5. You really didn't like it that <laughs> much. <laughs> Zero point five. Yeah, it, it's just it's a good one. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's def- there's definitely been times in the past where I definitely liked it a ton more and, and and at points probably when i didn't even understand as much as like i was saying as much of what it was about but um mm-hmm. uh, what, what he's referencing at least um but yeah just you know it's 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 a pretty good song yeah much much like most of the blue yeah. album yeah this is a pretty good song um so yeah that's all i've got for this one uh anything mm-hmm. else you want to say before we head out I don't think so. Um, the, the big thing, uh, just a little plugging, you know, the, like I said at the beginning, Watchmen Minute, uh, check me out there, and uh, upcoming later here this in this fall, uh, Almost Famous Minute. And you can always uh, find me at Lucky Mustard as well on Twitter. So do you have a release date for Almost Famous Minute? It, it better be. I've, I've, I've had it there for a good few months now, uh, of September 2nd. September 2nd? Yeah. And, and a couple right, weeks well. prior would be the uh, episode zero as well. All so right, mid well, mid August. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the Informal Log. Um, I, that's also like my PlayStation Network name and everything. So if you want to play video games with me, feel free to do that. Um, there's my plug: video games. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I totally didn't plan this out or anything. No. If, if a uh, 
you know, I mean, I, I don't know about, I don't know about quite, quite the exact youth of today, the, the, the teenagers say of today, but uh, mm-hmm. with, 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 how, how much of the tabletop are they doing? <laughs> are they, are they, they, are they just way more video games than, than we even were? My it's time. all the Fortnite. Everybody's yeah, playing Fortnite, tossing their, doing their Fortnite dances, the <laughs> the floss and their Orange Julius or whatever it's called, Orange Justice. Look, working in a youth department at the library, oh, I have yeah, seen okay. so many Fortnite dances. Wow. It's ridiculous. I can floss pretty well, but no, uh, I think that a majority of it is video games, but people like 20-somethings are really into tabletop. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a teenager and you play tabletop, good for you. I'm not saying that you're, you know, you're, you're the exception that proves the rule. You're special, mm-hmm. okay? Um, <laughs> listen to these two crotchety old men talk about <laughs> tabletop games. You can call me old, but I don't think you can call yourself old. Oh, I don't know. I've got a bad knee, so I think oh. that automatically qualifies me for, like, this 55-plus menu. Um, so... <laughs> Keep on wheezing. I I'm trying something. I don't know. Of course. <laughs> I, I loved I loved that you how you titled episodes here. <laughs> yeah, keep on wheezing. Yeah. Gotta keep wheezing.